Coming to you from the kingdom of Marion, this is the Ernest Mann Show, and I'm your host, Ernest Mann. Wherever you may be listening in this world. Episode number 65 America's broken health care system. When the fallout becomes real. I recently had a conversation with an old friend, and I thought that. It was actually so relevant, I thought, well, maybe this would be a good broadcast. Maybe there's something in this story that you can relate to. My friend was telling me a situation that was currently going on with an old friend of his. I I think I'd met this fellow, I don't know, a couple of times maybe, very briefly. So I didn't I didn't really know him. I could only uh, listen to what my friend was saying about him because they were living together. The uh, the other fellow, that is my friend, had given his friend um, a place to stay due to uh, basically this friend of his life falling apart. And I fine, I don't have a problem with that. Most I don't think most people would. But um you know the old saying or hopefully you know the old saying that you don't really know someone until you live with them. Now this uh friend of mine and his buddy they went back a long ways. Um, yeah, I think it was even before high school. That's a long ways. And so, you know, they have been very good friends and a lot of things in both of their lives have come and, and gone and the ups and downs and I mean, pretty much this this uh, friend of my friend's was essentially like family. And um, so as that was the case, I suppose it was only natural when he was um, when he was helped out by my friend, and uh my friend is tom and the uh 
the friend that he's helping is Kevin. So, my buddy's Tom. Maybe that will make things easier to keep track of here. So, um, yeah, they, uh, they've been living together in Tom's place, Tom's house, um, for, I guess, going on three years, I guess. And, um, Kevin went through some, some very, very bad things. Um, his, uh, they didn't, fortunately in this case, they didn't have any kids, but, um, Kevin's wife was killed in a car accident and, um, there was just, it, his life was so bad that, I mean, quite literally, this, this is a guy that he had a, you know, a successful, uh, carpet, uh, cleaning business and, uh, you know, they weren't, uh, millionaires, but, uh, you know, they were doing okay. And, uh, it's really strange because... It's one of those deals that if you've ever witnessed this or perhaps if you've had it happen to yourself that it seemed like it wasn't just one huge thing that went wrong. It was as though the gods personally had some kind of vendetta against you. And they threw problem after problem after problem and uh i mean <clears throat> you know i don't i don't believe any uh sane human being could look at a person in a similar situation and not feel you know moved to help them um you know i i know i would if anyone had, if anybody had ever been slighted by life, um, it was Kevin. And so, you know, it was, to, it was totally understandable that, uh, and predictable that Tom would help him out. But apparently, um, even, you know, you know, the, other old saying, which is that no good deed goes unpunished. Uh, the problem here is that, and, and it hasn't, it hasn't been made exactly clear to me, but there is some friction and I mean, more than just the typical, you know, problems, squibbles that people have just cohabitating. I mean, this is some much bigger stuff, bigger problems going on between them. And apparently, um, it's, it's not clear to me the way that, um, Tom has explained this, 
um, that is basically Kevin crazy? Um, and if so, was this because of the endless amount of trauma that he experienced in the prior couple years of his life? Or was this actually even a pre-existing pre condition and everything else that happened simply exacerbated the situation to where it is now? I don't know. Those things I don't know. But my feeling is that in a situation like this, it's not actually that important to know that part of the history anyway. And the reason I say that is I feel it's more effective to deal with the situation with what is going on right now. That is to say, I, I don't think it's really a good idea at any time in a situation like this to go into speculation. Matter of fact, speculation is probably one of the worst things you can get involved in. But the fact of the matter is that according to Tom, um, it's, it's rapidly getting to the point where, you know, Tom is just going to ask him to leave. And the problem here essentially, is he has nowhere really to go. And that in and of itself is a very big problem. And that comes from a whole series of other crazy accidents that took place in his life. Again, all of this in, you know, two or three years. So, um, he also has, I'm talking about Kevin, he also has, um, employment problems. And I want to point out something, at least what he, what he does have in his favor is he doesn't have a drug or alcohol problem. So that's big. That's that's a good thing. That because if you've got, you know, one of the I don't know if if you have experienced this or you know, friend or family if you know this, but um I call it the evil dynamic duo of um of a fucked up life is when not only do you have some form of mental illness 
interfering with your life, but to the people who, let's say, you know, try to cope through self-medicating, it's terrible. I've witnessed this many times, and I, I tried different um, tactics, different ways of trying to help, and for the most part, honestly, none of it worked. Because, well, more than likely in my case, as I did not profess to be a doctor of such things, I was not qualified to do so, and I, I didn't do very much. I just gave some, some advice, some thoughts, but um, it didn't work out. It didn't pan out, and again... I am not, and I do not claim to be, um, a psychiatrist or a psychologist or a person of letters of the mind. That which is, for instance, physical, that's an entirely different matter. But not in this particular case. The curious thing here, and I, I, I could really sympathize with Tom because I, I don't believe, again, any normal, healthy, sane person, they don't want to watch the person that they were, you know, best friends with or, you know, uh, best best buddies, or hell, depending on the situation, perhaps, you know, lovers, um, husbands, wives, girlfriends, all that. It's, it's gut-wrenching to watch someone who once was um, a friend a talented person, a great mind, a great entertainer, whatever, whatever that may have been in your life, to just fade away. And sometimes they fade away slowly. And sometimes, for instance, it could be an auto accident where there is severe head trauma, something of that nature, the changes can be very sudden and very difficult and unpleasant to deal with. So in this case, what Tom was telling me was that um, he has this this dual he has dual feelings 
going on because basically on the one hand there is a part of him that doesn't want to make his friend leave on the other hand there is another side of him that feels as though his life is being made unbearable by this friend, Kevin. And um, he's giving, you know, tapping emotionally, intellectually, whatever it is. He says, I feel like there's somebody, there's something constantly tapping me on the shoulder saying, look, <laughs> you think he's crazy. This is going to drive me crazy. It's, it's him or Rigo nuts. <laughs> this guy's got to go. <clears throat> and one of the, another one of the most difficult parts of this is I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell him. I try the, you know, the tried and true um, advice that I suppose anyone else would give, uh, is he in therapy? Uh, uh, can, you know, you encourage him to get into therapy? Does he, what about friends or other friends or family members? Um, you know, other means of support, but, um, I mean, I feel as though that's, you know, this is pretty standard stuff, I suppose. And he, Tom is, look, he shook his head and he said, yeah, that's, he said there's, he didn't really go into the specifics of it, but uh, for whatever reason or reasons it may be, um, that doesn't seem to be working out too well. I'm not certain, again, I don't know all the details, um, it may have come up, but again, um, very unfortunate series of events happened in Kevin's life, and his, he didn't, he didn't have, uh, you know, he didn't have, a, he didn't come from a big, a big family to begin with. And he was separated from his family. And then um, I'm, I'm talking about, um, you know, immediate family, I, I, I would assume. But they didn't, it wasn't, the, the basic gist that I got from this was that he didn't, it wasn't like a huge family. That they were, you know, sisters and brothers and cousins and, and it wasn't, it wasn't like that. It was very very small and uh i don't know i don't know perhaps not as functional as it you know should have been or could have been i don't know but what i do know is um his all of his members of his immediate family um they burned to death in a fire in the parents home or his parents home and that included two siblings, 
younger siblings. And uh, I believe a, another rel relative's child. You know, all dead. So, yeah, I mean, you want to <laughs> you want to talk about somebody being given repeated bad breaks in life. Well, yeah, there you go. So, again, I, I'm not saying I 100% know all the details, but, you know, here you got a, a late, I'm pretty sure he's in his late 40s, year old guy. And uh, he essentially, for all intents and purposes, doesn't really have any family to speak of, finds himself alone. Um, wife wife uh, killed in a car wreck. And uh, then his, um, for various reasons, his business went to pot. So... You know, if you want to talk about a guy's a guy's life that's spiraling down rapidly, uh, I think that's a pretty damn good example of it. And just judging, you know, off of the top of my head, <clears throat> if Tom says this guy is having all these issues or these problems um well on the one hand i don't know if or what could have been pre-existing to my knowledge he was fine tom said he was right as rain he was fine he i'm i'm talking about before all of this tragedy hit um kevin's life there was no, no, pro no signs of any any problems like this. <clears throat> so, if I had to guess, if that's the case, um, if this guy's kind of, you know, lost it, cracked, buckled under all of this, well, my gut reaction is, who the hell wouldn't? You know, if the guy is in shock, unable to cope, perhaps to the point where he's he's so screwed up, you know, he, he's not firing on all cylinders. He's you know, you can you can be walking around and be at least semi functional or other people um have uh, told stories of people in this kind of situation where they, uh, you know, two people who don't know them. I mean, you just see a person and for, you know, the most part, even in, even in light social situations, you look at them, you know, they seem, they seem okay. They seem fine. When actually they can be in a state of shock and the, it affects their, um, something called uh, executive function. And um, I'm uh, I'm at a loss for this. 
but um, it's really bothering me because it's bothering me a great deal because it hits so close to home. And I think not just for myself, I think for anybody <clears throat> is that, as I may have already said, it's one thing when you have to witness or watch or potentially be involved in something as terrible as this. And it's quite another when you don't see any solutions, you don't really see any, any way out. And that, at least for me, that's the way I feel. And um, I just wanted to uh, share it with you because it's uh, it's a very terrible feeling. And uh, that's the truth. Well, that's all I've got to say for now. If you like what you heard, or if you didn't like what you heard, leave a comment. And if you really liked it, tell a friend. Until next time, this is Ernest Mann reminding you to be careful in this crazy mixed up world. Crazy mixed up world. Crazy mixed up world. Crazy mixed up world. I'm in a crazy mixed up world.